1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. Three interesting points. We will be caught up. We will be together with them, meaning the dead in Christ. And then we will be with the Lord forever. Let's break this down. To be caught up is an interesting phrase. It is probably understanding that movement to or from the presence of God is something under God's control, as well as it being in the clouds. It was mentioned before that Jesus ascended into the clouds, and so our reunion with him would take place in the clouds as well. Often in the Old Testament, theophanies, or the revealing of God, took place as God's glory was seen through the clouds. Take a moment and think about it. Have you ever seen the sun shine through the clouds? Of course you have, and it often takes our minds back to seeing God revealed through the clouds. That breaking of the sun onto the ground and those beams that are breaking through have a tendency to remind us of who God is. So at the end of time, we are caught up to see the glory of God in the clouds. We are no longer simple observers, but we are participants, firsthand, at this revealing. Secondly, we will be together with those who have been raised from the dead. There is no advantage to being alive when Christ comes. We are all caught up together as we move toward Christ. I don't know if this will be a time of reunion, simple astonishment, or a time to collect our thoughts, but it happens with all of us together. Allow me to muse for a moment. Think about being lifted up into the clouds, but you see those you have lost, those you have missed, and you cry out to them. A simple wave will suffice, but it changes everything. How full would your heart be to know you will see your parents, your grandparents, friends you have lost along the way, and others? Can we even hope to dream this dream? I understand it feels almost farcical, but oh, what an amazing day that will be. Thirdly, we will be with the Lord forever. This almost seems truncated or cut off. We need so much more explanation of what this means. I don't know about you, but I want more information about what this will be like. How will we live? How will we get around? How will it look, taste, smell, feel? We just have this one statement that allows us way too much imagination. And of course, over the last 2,000 years since this was written, pastors, priests, teachers, and Christians of all sorts have sought to show us exactly what it will be like. Let me pause here. We don't know what heaven is like, and Paul, for some reason, decided not to tell us. Of course, there are generalities, there are broad statements, but when push comes to shove, we don't know. We don't have to know. What we do know is that it will be forever, and it will be with God and with others. Isn't that the complete fulfillment of the law? Cross-reference Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 40. We will have all the time in the universe to love God and love others. Truthfully, I couldn't care less what heaven is like. Whatever God has prepared for us is fine with me. I am not going to spend my time worrying or guessing what I will be doing. I would rather use my time on this earth to encourage my brothers and sisters to share Jesus with as many people as I can and to remind people that God is for us and not against us.
What stories have you heard about what heaven is like? Do they all make sense? Who are you most excited to see again when Jesus comes? How do you get your head around the concept of forever?